Welcome everyone to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is July 24th, 2023. And as we do each week, let's begin with a brief moment of silence to connect with the global network of all Triangles workers and then close by sounding the mantra, the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. So the purpose of these Triangles webinars is as most of you know, to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and provide them with information about this global planetary service. So if you'd like to find out more about the work, you can simply go to the triangles.org website and you'll find many valuable informations about this work. And we also come together each week to provide a platform for those of us who are already members of Triangles to come together and support the work through participation in meditation and a gathering of souls, we might say. So Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift planetary consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a lighted golden triangle between you, yourself, and two other people. And as you visualize that triangle, you then connect with the larger planetary network of all triangles workers throughout the world. And as the network is visualized, you sound the great invocation, a world prayer that's a perfect vehicle for the release of spiritual energies into the atmosphere. The work need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So we encourage you, if you have any questions, to place them in the chat box about this work, and we'll try our best to answer them. Or if you would like to form a triangle, you can place your name in the chat box, and surely two other Members of the webinar will also agree to participate in a triangle with you. So as we do each week, let's begin with a brief visualization to set the note for our work ahead. Let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, visualize a triangle composed of the three planetary centers, Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing 
in all directions about around this triangle from point to point, merging and blending the three points and filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon this triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, radiating the energy of love wisdom. Visualize the three spheres of the three planetary centers coming into alignment and interplay, forming one sphere. This is the sphere of the new group of world servers. And visualize this sphere as full of unlimited points of light, representing the multitude of groups and individuals working along all lines of endeavor. And from the, our stance in the center of the sphere, look down upon planet Earth and see it glowing with light and aspiration. As a group, we breathe in and visualize the light within humanity being lifted by the group and projected through a rainbow bridge of light into the spiritual hierarchy. And now in reciprocal response from the higher center, visualize the light of hierarchy pouring down through the new group being released throughout the entire planetary network of the human kingdom. Visualize the energy circulating, releasing light and love to all parts of the planet through the five planetary centers, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. See the planet as a sacred planet, radiating light as we sound the affirmation, the invocation of light. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work, 
and turn the darkness into day. I'm sorry, again, I forgot to mention our guests today will be Dot Maver and Wendy Thompson from Global Silent Minute. And they'll be sharing a few thoughts on freedom. And I will also contribute a few thoughts now on this subject, which relates to this particular time in the annual cycle. Freedom's a divine principle and a great cosmic law. It's a law that substands all of the lesser laws within our system. It's the overriding influence that governs, we're told, the great life of our planet. And tiny sparks of this freedom filter down to us in these weary veils of earth. Freedom's that towards which the hierarchy strives in alignment with the Christ. And Christ, when he returns in cooperation with his brothers, they will all be working to aid humanity in its long march towards freedom. The externalization is in part geared towards aiding humanity to more fully understand and appropriate a touch of this freedom liberating the human spirit from the shackles and the weight of materialism. Freedom said to be a leavening energy, which permeates substance in a unique manner. This higher or cosmic freedom is certainly not anything that has relationship to human notions of freedom, but perhaps we can come to a faint understanding of this principle by pondering the meaning of this term, leavening, freedom as a leavening energy, and how this might work out. Leavening, as you know, is defined as a quality or an element that permeates and modifies or transforms something for the better. And we know that in baking, a little bit of yeast along with warmth and a little time, is all that's needed in order for the whole heavy, inert, doughy substance to rise and expand into the deliciousness of bread. But so too, within the life of our planet, can a little sprinkling of this divine principle of freedom cause a rising of our planetary life, lifting and raising it, to a new lightness of being. This leavening, of course, is related, at least in our understanding, to changes and expansions within consciousness, enabled by that inner group of workers who can extend their alignment into the higher recesses of thought, to that flame that gleams beyond the mind and which confers direction. 
and then we too can do our own work in bridge building so that this higher light can trickle down and begin its leavening work within the substance of our world. For our system, and particularly for our planet, this divine principle of freedom emanates, we're told, from the great star Sirius, with which our particular planet has a unique relationship. Our system as a whole also is part of that greater system of seven solar systems, which is called the Syrian system. Sirius being the preeminent of the seven solar systems of which we are a part. This divine principle from Sirius is particularly available each year when the sun is in Leo and is an energy with which the Christ works. For as we know, he's known as a Syrian initiate. And it's said that no matter where he goes in his many journeys after he leaves his sacrifice for our planet, one day, eventually, he will end up on this great star. And so will many of us. And this particular Leo cycle is potent for its coinciding with the key cycle of Venus as well. And Venus is one of the sacred planets closely associated with Leo because Leo, in the system of the ray triangles, which is a part of the astrological system, Leo, Aquarius, and Sagittarius form the ray triangle that is an inlet for fifth ray energy into our planetary life. And this fifth ray, the ray of concrete science, the ray closely associated with the mind, is powerfully active on Sirius. For this great star is said to be highly monastic in nature, and that this monastic energy is conducive of a divine order. Humanity is in need of a greater order, bridging towards a divine order, governed by spiritual law. And this will surely come into being, at least partially, under the influence of the incoming energies of Aquarius, which are so powerfully linked with this concept of freedom. Venus stands, we know, as the soul to Earth's personality. So the cycles between these two planets are instrumental in bringing through those energies which will help lift our planet into greater light. There are key moments in this cycle. And it's every 18 months that Venus and the Sun align in what's called an inferior conjunction. And at this time, Venus is closest to the Earth standing between the earth and the sun, stimulating the soul of earth to find its fullest expression. And this is happening now. And every eight years, this alignment occurs in the sign of Leo, which would seem to be particularly powerful in aiding this influx of the energies of Sirius, the energies of freedom and order. 
the whole process of this period is 40 days during Venus's retrograde cycle when Venus is moving very slowly and is, we might project, into a period of deep meditation. And the Earth, therefore, has the opportunity to cooperate with hierarchical intent and aid in bringing this special leavening light in conjunction with Venus into our planet and its soul. It's a time that can be observed as a type of spiritual retreat, these 40 days which just began, perhaps a time akin to Christ's 40 days in the desert, a time of testing, but also of purification and consequent opportunity for advanced spiritual unfoldment. This full moon occurs, the Leo full moon, when this Sun-Venus alignment is approaching exactitude. So the full moon is in a little over one week, and then the Venus-Sun alignment is on August 13th, one week later. Perhaps humanity can appropriate this special time, these special energies, on the higher mental plane, capturing the thought form of those groups upon the inner planes who are working with groups here in order to bring through that which is needed to help humanity formulate our next step in accordance with the divine plan. So let's now work with our meditation. Integrating as a group, lifting our consciousness to the mental plane at the center of the cross. Linking in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. And as we project a line of lighted energy towards the hierarchy, we sound together the affirmation of love. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. 
and visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. holding the the alignment between your triangle, the planetary network of triangles, the group soul, and the Christ. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangles network from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, and establishing right human relationships.
United as a group soul, we sound together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Distribution, standing together, the great invocation. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
So, Wendy, would you unmute yourself and welcome? Thank you, Kathy. I'm just getting the PowerPoint up. Okay. Thank you. So, in esoteric astrology, the Tibetan master Dwal Kul says that when the new world religion is founded and is working, we shall find that the festival at the time of the Leo full moon will be dedicated to the task of making contact via the hierarchy with the Syrian force. Sirius is seriously significant to our little blue planet. Indeed, it is the stupendous source of our entire planetary life. The Great White Lodge or spiritual hierarchy on the earth is based on the spiritual prototype of the Great White Lodge on Sirius. The entire work of the Great White Lodge on earth is controlled from Sirius, the ashrams, are subjected to its cyclical flow and the processes of initiation originate from here. So as the spiritual hierarchy on earth with its members being the custodians of the divine plan is the source of all the great world religions and philosophies, we can deduce that Sirius is the emanating source for all the philosophies and all the great world religions. Let's really breathe that in. The star Sirius is the source of all the philosophies and all the great world religions. Perhaps the philosophical, religious and spiritual conflicts that preoccupy many of us are the result of our collective failure to appreciate the identical essence at the heart of the diverse expressions of this one breath. So let's just take a moment and expand our minds and hearts and imagine the depth and breadth of consciousness or the completeness of awareness that is the life manifesting through Sirius that holds, indeed, indeed is the awesome entity that breathes into our little blue planet and that that breath is the foundation, the source, the oneness at the heart of all the philosophies and great religions of the world? Is it not liberating to envision, envision, even for a moment, something of this perspective 
of the life manifesting through Sirius. This great life is brilliantly sensitive. In fact, Sirius is called the brilliant star of sensitivity and the unique and mysterious law of freedom governs the life and lives upon Sirius. So the question is, what is the relationship between the freedom that we know in the manifest world on this beautiful blue planet and the freedom that is known and experienced on the star Sirius? We all know that all ideas and concepts which influence and control human life and have given rise to civilization, have started as emanations from certain great lives who are themselves an expression of a divine idea. The note they strike and the quality they emanate reaches out and makes an impact on the hearts and minds of those who sense the idea and formulate it into an ideal. In this way, Great motivating divine purposes become controlling factors in human progress. It is in this way that the basic urge to liberation and to freedom has slowly and consistently dominated human endeavour, leading first of all to the struggle for individual freedom and liberation and gradually moulding entire human thought to such an extent that the greater ideal takes shape. The freedom of humanity and the liberation of its power to be self-determining, which is an aspect of freedom, has become the dearest ideal and the best thought of the thinkers in all nations, nations themselves being temporary ideals in our evolutionary journey. All great ideas have their emanating sources of life, therefore, and these are called in the second stanza of the Great Invocation, the Lords of Liberation. These lords are three in number, and one of them is closer to the earth and to humanity than the other two, and it is he who can be reached by those who comprehend the nature of freedom and who desire beyond all things to be liberated and to see all the oppressed and enslaved people of the world also liberated. Every move of enlightened consciousness, such as that of a lord of liberation towards humanity, produces a corresponding shift or move on the part of humanity. And yet no such move can be made by a lord of liberation unless humanity is ready to raise its ideal of freedom to a higher level of expression. It is in the crises that humanity faces that the seeds of revelation of a higher freedom are contained and discovered, along with humanity's unfolding capacity to express this higher freedom to the best of its ability. Such was a flashpoint on the planet 
that constellated as the French Revolution back in the late 18th century, when three concepts of freedom were brought together in a tripartite relationship in the form of the phrase liberty, equality and fraternity. These individual concepts of freedom had been recognised, particularly during the Enlightenment. However, it was not until the French Revolution that they were brought together as a tripartite motto, a triangle, if you like. Whilst we could look back into history and trace the emergence of these concepts that would illuminate humanity's progressive understanding of them within the manifest world, we might also consider that such was the readiness of humanity for the anchoring of newer concepts of freedom that a direct line of communication was set up between humanity and the Lords of Liberation themselves, the latter being responsible for implanting this innate desire for freedom and its concepts in humanity. The Lords of Liberation were responding to a demand through France on behalf of humanity for the ideal of a newer freedom and a greater liberty for humanity. Have we as humanity fully embodied the reality of these aspects of freedom? We have not. Although we yearn for greater ideals of freedom, we have often interpreted details within, uh, interpreted these ideals within the realms of the manifest world. So we have mistaken, for instance, liberty for license to do what the lower nature chooses. But if we embrace all the worlds in which we live simultaneously, the fiery or world of spirit, the subtle or world of the soul, as well as the manifest world or the world of the personality, our definitions necessarily expand such that we can get a sense or a taste of these energies as conceived by the Lords of Liberation. Liberty to the Lords of Liberation is in reality the recognition of right human relations, freely adjusted, willingly undertaken and motivated by a sense of responsibility which will act as a protective wall. This will take place not through coercive measures, but through correct interpretation and quick appreciation by the masses to choose liberty of soul and conscience over license to do what the lower nature chooses. It is a recognition of humanity's greater simultaneous existence within the three worlds. This liberty is an aspect of divine will and the easiest for us to grasp. It is in reality the first revelation given to humanity of the nature of the will of God and of the quality of Shambhala. This aspect of freedom, as endorsed by the Lords of Liberation, is therefore a quality of Shambhala that manifests through 
the liberty of the soul and conscience of humanity. Equality, too, cannot be fully understood within the ring-past knot of thinking within the manifest world alone. The Tibetan tells us that the true understanding of equality will be revealed by the coming one and says that it is based on a right sense of proportion, correct self-respect, and self has a capital S, an understanding of the spiritual yet natural laws of rebirth and of cause and effect, and which will be founded in future centuries on the recognition of the age of the soul's experience and gain development, and not at all on the loud emphatic affirmation that all men and women are equal. Fraternity is something that humanity itself will contribute as an expression of the third aspect of divinity, basing it on right contact and right reaction to contact. Thus there will be developed gradually the true life theme of humanity, which is based on brotherhood, is founded on divine origin, which is equality, and leading to a free and true expression of divinity, that is, liberty. We can see in these delineations of the triangular aspects of freedom as given out by the Tibetan in relation to their conception by the Lords of Liberation that they all require a shift in our identification to our greater identity of simultaneous existence within the greater life, the one life. As we will shortly complete this session with a conscious sounding of the three or triangle of great invocations, let us be aware of the service we are engaged with, particularly in this moment in Leo, to consciously participate in receiving impressions about new dimensions of freedom as conceived by the Lords, conceived of by the Lords of Liberation and hitherto unfamiliar or unknown to us. I was struck recently um, when I came across a book by Krishnamurti and was really struck and arrested actually by the title. And the title is Freedom from the Known. And it seems very apt in this moment. It's not necessarily easy to truly embrace the unknown. And the Tibetan master says that the life manifesting through Sirius is an expression which is organized and vital beyond anything we can vision and which is free to a completely unlimited extent, almost beyond our capacity to comprehend. And yet, we know we can develop preparatory sensitivity for this embrace of the unknown. 
a sensitivity to apprehend the revelation that is everywhere present by stretching our capacity to see that whatever it is we're approaching always has a higher counterpart. And as we develop our capacity to imagine and to visualise what might lie ahead, not in detail, but a realisation of its magnitude and its substance, we develop this sensitivity to see even greater holes. And we know that the star Sirius is that brilliant star of sensitivity. Now, Kathy spoke beautifully earlier about freedom as a leavening energy. Um, and I love the idea of freedom as yeast. Um, so I will just reiterate um, that we can be open now to this quality of freedom of, as a leavening energy. And reminding us that the Tibetan says that this leaving energy is something which can penetrate substance in a unique manner, in such a way to facilitate the pulling away from form, which enables us to unshackle ourselves from conditioning forces which bind us to outmoded ideas and thought forms and thereby release us into a vaster experience of life. And so we're particularly susceptible to this leavening energy while the sun is in Leo. So we might as well avail ourselves of it. And as Kathy said, might even think about 40 days um, in the desert with this leavening energy. So as we open to it, we will become aware of this kind of loosening effect that it will have on us and, and the loosening of conditioning forces that might be um, constraining or enslaving consciousness um, so that we can become more available to freedom for the unknown and the yet-to-be-known aspects of freedom. So finally, the Tibetan master tells us that Sirius, the energy of Sirius, resides at the heart of every atom. So we look up at the stars and we look out into the universe and we can locate Sirius in space. But closer to home, we can find Sirius in the micro-universe within us. So Sirius permeates every part of us residing as it does at the heart of every atom within us. Sirius is simultaneously both a star in the universe, some 40 times brighter than our sun, and it's the heart star of every atom. Our contact with it, as the sun is in Leo, assists in humanity's recalibration of our true identity within the three worlds to strike a new balance of equilibrium where we know that we are in the world and yet not of the world. The life on Sirius 
has a long and intimate relationship with our planetary logos. And we, as mere temporary travellers who cycle in and out of incarnation, have the opportunity to participate in the unfolding liberation of humanity and all kingdoms of nature as we strive to fulfil our destiny to make this planet sacred. As we will now serve by sounding the triangle of great invocations, let us do so conscious by consciously participating in being open to apprehend new dimensions of freedom conceived by the Lords of Liberation in pulse from the life manifesting through the star Sirius in outer space and within the space of our embodiment at the heart of every atom. Over to you, Dot. Thank you, Wendy. So we can make an immediate difference right now as a world group working together in cooperation with the spiritual hierarchy to assist with sealing the door where evil dwells and restoring the plan on earth, specifically by using the great invocation in group unity with understanding and intention, sounding the great invocation with the true spiritual love of the soul and with serious recognition of the will aspect, knowing that the secret of the will lies in the recognition of the divine nature of humanity. The first stanza of the Great Invocation was released in 1936, and its outstanding note was and is deep extraplanetary peace. It is a call to the forces of light and love through the agency of the spirit of peace. Let us sound the first stanza as a demand, invoking the spirit of peace who is also known as the spirit of equilibrium. Let the forces of light bring illumination to humankind. Let the spirit of peace be spread abroad. May men and women of goodwill everywhere Meet in a spirit of cooperation. May forgiveness on the part of all be the keynote at this time. Let power attend the efforts of the great ones. So let it be and help us to do our part. The second stanza was released in 1940 to progress the evolutionary journey through the Lords of Liberation, who, as Wendy shared, require, beyond a demand, an ideal, a greater direction toward freedom and liberation for humanity. And it is intended that we invoke the forces of life, Let's take just a brief moment in the power of silence with the intention of deepening our understanding of freedom.
the principle of freedom that is understood on Sirius, that brilliant star of sensitivity and the energy at the heart of every atom, knowing that there is a direct line from Sirius at the time of the Leo full moon. We now sound the second stanza of the Great Invocation, knowing that our simultaneous unified sounding with intention evokes a response from those great lives who will respond. Let the Lords of Liberation issue forth. Let them bring succor to the sons of men. Let the rider from the secret place come forth, and coming, save. Come forth, O mighty one. Let the souls of men awaken to the light, and may they stand with massed intent. Let the fiat of the Lord go forth. The end of woe has come. Come forth, O mighty one. The hour of service of the saving force has now arrived. Let it be spread abroad, O mighty one. Let light and love and power and death fulfill the purpose of the coming one. The will to save is here. The love to carry forth the work is widely spread abroad. The active aid of all who know the truth is also here. Come forth, O mighty one, and blend these three. Construct a great defending wall. The rule of evil now must end. <coughs> and as we take just another brief moment of silence, we are open to be impressed by the deep purpose, promise, and potential of our one humanity as we experience a deeper understanding of freedom, thus increasing the potency of our invocation. The third stanza of the Great Invocation was released in 1945 with a focus on restoring the plan on earth, as well as sealing the door where evil dwells, and creating a circulatory flow between and among the triangle of three centers, Shambhala, Hierarchy, and Humanity. We now invoke that great triangle serving 
and working with the Christ through the great invocation. The Buddha, light. The spirit of peace, love. The avatar of synthesis, power. And we anticipate their evocative response. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh. Thank you, everyone. Kathy? Thank you. Thank you so much, Wendy and Todd. And um, now you will lead us in our closing moment uh, to link with the Global Silent Minute. Yes. Thank you, Kathy. So the theme for the Global Silent Minute for 2023 is to reorient. Just move the is to reorient to truth through the power of silence, which is greater than we know. Inspired by the Big Ben Silent Minute that assisted to end World War II, the Global Silent Minute, held daily at 9pm GMT, calls for global cooperation, peace and freedom as we identify within the manifest world with the essence of these energies emanating from the subtle realms, including in this moment, the life manifesting through Sirius. So let us prepare to enter the silence together as we call for global cooperation, peace and freedom. With a deep breath, we activate the spirit of peace in our own hearts. 
and we unite our fiery hearts across distance. Now we invite all those on the other side of the veil to join us. And when you hear the Tibetan singing bowl, we have entered one minute of silence as action in sacred unity. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just close by visualizing the earth surrounded by a network of golden triangles and followed by sounding of one ohm. (laughs) 